Today I'd like to talk to you about conversational doors that open the gospel. Uh, back in the day, I had a little bit of training in evangelism, which was all about turning the conversation. Uh, how do we go from talking about weather and sports and regular everyday life things to talking about spiritually significant things about Jesus? And in the training I received, maybe, maybe you had the same, it uh, really was based on finding some sort of clue that lets you abruptly jump over to Jesus. So, for example, hey, what a beautiful day we're having. Uh, do you see the clear blue sky and the clouds that are passing by? You know, when I think about clouds, I think about heaven. Speaking of heaven, do you know where you would go if you died tonight? And it just kind of comes out of the blue. It's no wonder that people are afraid when Christians start talking, and it's no wonder we as Christians often feel uncomfortable or intimidated about the idea of opening our mouth in our conversations about Jesus. I'm going to tell you today, it is far more natural than that. There are two open doors to the gospel in the conversation that you have. One is the hopes of people, the other is the hurts of people. You, know, you get to talking to people long enough and they go a layer deeper. Maybe we're not at the spiritual layer yet, but we're at the, well, what, what's the layer that's beneath the surface? So, uh, for example, there's a handful of dads that I hang out with on a regular basis, uh, tuck the kids in bed at night, 8.30 p.m., and uh, we, we, we'll grab a beverage somewhere and catch up on how things are at. And the clear consistency amongst this handful of dads that are sharing a beer together is we all feel like lousy fathers. Uh, we, we talk about where we hope our kids turn out and how we're helping them, and we also express the, the regrets, the frustrations of how we're letting our kids down. And when you find a hurt like that, that's the open door to the gospel. Once again, there are 7 billion people in this world, and good news is going to look 7 billion different ways to them. What is the place that's hurting, that needs healing, that needs wholeness and redemption? The gospel specifically applies to that. So knowing the hurts of these fellow dads gives us something to share there. I, I got another friend who just uh, explained how he had a friend, excuse me, a family member passed away, and he inherited two children. His niece and his nephew live with him now. Uh, that's an open door to talk about family and how God meets us in the broken spots in our family. I got other people who have, have big hopes. They have these uh, great events at their home uh, that uh, involve bringing a number of members out from the community or some others who are great leaders of community organizations. And you can see what makes them tick. One of my favorites is our local superintendent. And I love hearing her passion for where she's going with the schools. And so on these quarterly times that you get the chance to talk to her, I love sitting in and just seeing what she wants to do with the school because God has a vision for what he's doing with kids and communities and, and all of that. When you start to hear where people hurt or when you start to hear where people have a hope, you start to dial in with the specificity of what the gospel means to that person. The gospel is not just one's ticket that gets you out of earth and over to heaven. The gospel is what brings wholeness and redemption in this world right now. 
So in your conversations, what you're listening for is those two things, both the hopes and the hurts. We'll start piecing the gospel together from there.